Episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. So uh, it's a nice, bright, sunny day, but a lot of doom and gloom going on with uh, the Roe v. Wade decision. So we're just going to go ahead and just jump right into it. But before that, Odie, good morning. Good morning. What you got for us today? Me. So um, before we get to the heavy stuff, I will say a, night, a very nice distraction was this week's versus. Um, it was Omarion versus Mario. And Omarion is definitely, okay, first of all, when you think of Omarion, what's the first thing you think of? Uh, B2K. Wasn't he in B2K? He was in B2K. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's possibly the only um, thing you think of. I wasn't. I wasn't. Actually, that, I wasn't that big a fan of those. Uh, like, uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. I have. A, I'm pretty sure I have like a exactly. album somewhere that I got as a promo when I used to work at the record store. But other than that, that wasn't really. That was more my brother's thing. I didn't really, you know, get into like B2K and all of them. I mean, although I did like groups like um, uh, Escape and SWV, but they weren't really my. You know, those guys weren't really my thing. So, but I, I know. Yeah. I know who B2K is. I know. A couple of their songs. And what about Mario? Can you think of any Mario songs off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. I mean, for, I mean, I have the Wikipedia stuff in front of me because I was doing a little tail of the tape. But um, other than that, like, not really. No. So that's the thing. So that right there is why everyone assumed that this versus would be a wash. Because even if you never, if you don't really like listen to either one you know Omari and stuff like you've or at least you are familiar a little more familiar with his work um Mario's been a slow burn um and this versus proved that he is the professional uh Marion, so first let's just start with the pre-show uh the pre-show had Bobby Valentino doing some of his songs uh Ray J did did some of his songs they were on the west coast I thought it was weird because because Ray J kept saying the whole time, I'm from here, I'm from here. And then uh, D-Ray was hosting it as well, D-Ray Davis. Okay. And he was, he was like, yeah, you know, people cut up when they're at home or, you know, they feel more comfortable. And I was like, nigga, you from Mississippi. I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> like, I know, like, I remember, like, Brand- I know Brandy, you know, she was popping very early on, and I don't remember what the age difference is between them, but I know that they're from Mississippi. That is weird. Like, it's so weird that he claims to be from L.A. Like, no, I remember. Like, y'all from Mississippi. But anyway, um, so Ray J's out there performing, uh, and uh, Pleasure P. Pleasure P was the other person during the pre-show. And he, you know, Pleasure P is singing some pretty Ricky songs. He doesn't sound terrible. Like, he didn't sound as bad as I thought he would. Because, frankly, like, that style of singing that they do is, like, kind of, like, I would 
compared to like Jodeci, that and Jodeci is kind like like four key sweats yes. on, in a group. You know what I mean? Like it's not great, but whatever. Like it has appeal to somebody. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't like I like a couple of Pretty Ricky songs, but I'm not like a Pretty Ricky fan by any means. Um, and so he sounded better than I thought he would, to be honest. Um, even without the other members there. And then um, Sammy was there uh, performing a couple of the songs. He sounded really good. He he's been looking good, but he sounds really good. Um, and I'm like, okay, like I like I like it, you know. And um, there was a part though where exactly where I tuned in, so I tuned in at like just the right time. And I was like, what is happening here? Like, when are Mario and Mario gonna come out? Because I already tuned in late, like an hour late. And they were just getting to those people singing. So I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to watch for a couple of minutes. And basically, like, Bobby Valentino, Pleasure, P, and Sammy were teasing Ray J um, about One Wish. Because that's, Ray J did have, does have other songs, obviously, but, like, One Wish was, like, the ballad smash. And... I knew back then Ray J couldn't sing, but hearing him sing it live just made it even more terrible. Um, he definitely hit that. He His voice couldn't go as high as it used to, so he was like in a different key um, while he was singing the song. And his voice was just deeper, um, and it just sounded terrible. And I think what he tried to do to make it a moment was like bring his children out. But his daughter was not having it. She was like, mm-mm. I saw her, like, waving her hands. Like, no, I'm not coming out there. So he grabbed his son and he told it his son. Uh, I think she might be, like, five by now. Oh, wow. And she was... She, she might be about five, because it's okay. been a while since they've been on TV. She's, she's still a, a, a baby, but, like, okay. she might be about four or five, at least. I, and I, I, I think And I think their son is, like, three. He looks like he's about three. I could bet you being intimidated by going out there with all those people. So, yeah, I, I definitely get it. Sure. Sure. Um, but she, yeah, she wasn't having it. Um, but the son didn't put up much of a fight. And he grabbed him, picked him up. He just put his head on the shoulder. Uh, no interaction. He never looked at the crowd. All you saw was Ray J holding the son, trying to finish singing the song. And it sounded terrible. Uh, later, he tried to sing. <laughs> He's trying to say, oh, well, I was holding my son. Well, sir, you picked him up. <laughs> like, you, if that was a challenge for you to sing and hold your child, then that was a challenge you created for yourself because you picked him up and you sounded terrible before that. So it's not like <laughs> you holding your child was the cause of this here. But he tried to make it sound that way. So that was hilarious. Um, and later, they kind of, like, did a reprise of it. Um. And he, this is when he started getting upset. He was still holding his son. And he was just like, everybody, y'all just keep doing one wish, one wish, one wish. But I'm trying to serenade my wife here. I got my son. Like, I just, I don't appreciate y'all, like, interrupting me. And they were like, and it sounded really good. Oh, God. It was so funny to watch. Like, I was just like, now this is definitely going to go viral. Like, I don't know 
if Ray J is like in on the joke that he sounds bad, um, I did love the fact that we saw Brandy there. She was singing along because if she don't do nothing else, she will support her brother, and that is fine. Um, but she did let him know. Oh, she posted the next day though. She was like, oh, since we deleting comments, let me um, repost this again. Like, basically, she told him that he sucked. Like, <laughs> he could have done better. <laughs> She was like, uh, don't and don't delete this comment either. But yeah, yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. A lot of uh, memeable moments for sure. Wow. Um, so now when we get to the main event, the bar has been set for shenanigans, and um, the shenanigans didn't come from the person we thought it would come from. Um, Omarion got on that stage. He sounded terrible. Um, which at this point. I don't know a lot of music from Omarion. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I do see pictures of him. He looks really good as well. Um, he's maintaining his body, and he's for the most part pretty unproblematic. Um, you know, he pretty much only responds when people lash out at him. So, like, he for the most part minds his business, and I'm, I'm not mad at that. Uh, but he got on stage and tried to do something sexy with a watermelon, like he was eating a watermelon, staring right into it. I guess trying to mimic uh, a lady's lady parts. I don't know uh, if that was like the vibe he was going for. He did all that dancing. Mario said, "You a dancing ass nigga," <laughs> <laughs> which he is. He is a dancer. Um, but as far as the vocals, no, it was not a good performance. Um, B2K did not come out. Um, so they had a lot to say the next day as well in the next coming days. Uh, I know Will Bug was definitely talking shit. He said that B2K, uh, that Omar is no longer a member of B2K, which is unfortunate because they just went on tour like a couple of years ago. Um, matter of fact, in 2020, because I remember it was right around Corona when Corona started. And then I think they finished the tour last year. Uh, but a lot of shenanigans, a lot of memorable moments. It was a nice distraction from the news that was trending on Friday, yeah. which is absolutely something I want to, um, I guess, baton into or relay right into uh, politics. So, yeah. Um, Real quick before we transition. Just a, so a quick tail of the tape between the two as far as record sales go. So for uh, for Mario, his highest charting album, he had two albums, one called Mario and one called DNA. And I'm doing U.S. charts here. They both uh, finished off at number nine. Uh, his highest selling album was Turning Point, which was platinum. And uh, his highest charting single he had a uh, "Let Me Love You" was a number one single for him on the U.S. charts. Yeah, that was a really good song. That that sampled the um, Tina Turner song. Uh, What's love got to do with it? Oh, okay. And then yeah, he, so he has two yeah, that platinum, was a good that was a good song. He has two platinum singles and one gold single total. Omarion, his uh, actually he has. Let me make sure I got that part right. I think I did, but let me double check here. And that Turning Point album ain't even on title. We're gonna stream it. That's so, unfortunate because, like, where can I listen to this album and get his streams up? Yeah. 
Um, for... It just has one song, a song with Juvenile up there. Huh. Uh, it is on Spotify, though. So let me see. But just not, but just not on uh, Let me love you. Let me, while you're looking at those numbers, let me see. Oh. Turning Point, I'm trying to remember what my favorite songs on it. Yeah, I did like that song, How Could You? Um, that was, I, I did like that song. Uh, yeah, that's it. Those are the only two songs I recognize off, off that, off of that album. Um, and then there was a song that he did with Gucci Mane. Uh, now you're talking about Mario breakup or, or Mario? Mario. Mario. And, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was a song, why would you want to break up? And it was for, produced by uh, Rico Love. Okay. Same guy that produced uh, a, a lot of Beyonce songs, too. Okay. He's the guy that says uh, Turn the Lights Off. Oh, yeah, okay. But um, anyway. Oh, yeah, because I see one single on here from 2009 called uh, Breakup. Yeah, Breakup. That was, that was a really good song. That had, like, a great bass line. Um, yeah, that was a really good song. But yeah, for, for Mario. I know that wasn't his song technically. I think maybe it was. I don't know. But that was a really good song. So I'm sure um, he performed it too. He had uh so for Marion real quick, his high he had two number one albums. So O and Twenty One were both number one albums for him. I think that was his first two albums. And he has uh two gold singles. Uh Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Two gold albums. So, oh, and then he did an album called Face Off with Bow Wow. Both of those were gold albums. And then his highest charting, and I believe that's his highest. That, that had a lot of good songs on it, too. I did like that song. And then his highest charting single was Icebox, which was which uh, rose in number 12. And he has two gold singles and one and then Post to Be was a triple platinum single for him. So, so I would say they were just kind of, at least as far as sales wise. I mean, Omarion has a little bit of an edge because he has more number one albums and he has and he has a, a multi platinum single. But I mean, from from the from the clip side, from the you know, because there was an article and they had clips from um, uh, on from Twitter, where people taping it and then they had the watermelon thing, and now it's just like. Ugh. why would you do that? <laughs> why would you put yourself out there like that? But, you know, you gotta, you gotta understand that your art is your bread and butter because you're not mm -hmm. going to be selling, you're not going to be selling records forever, you know? And it's very rare that somebody who sold records 30 years ago, like Mary J. Blige is going to be selling records now, you know? So you got to either, transition into something else like acting or producing or writing or you got to keep up your vocals man and it looks like mario's been doing a good job of keeping up his vocals you know yeah mm -hmm. uh uh the others not so much he actually took it seriously he he took it seriously bobby valentino actually didn't sound as bad either like he sounds to me he sounds worse on records than he did um at the verses so I think and, he did a pretty good job. And and the troll Ray J, I had to look him up his discography. 
he actually uh, he hasn't made an album like a studio album since 2008 since, Look, like, the man still ma- he's still making money but uh clearly yeah. it's, it's very clear he does not care about music yeah. honestly I, I think he just did the music thing because it was like my sister is brandy and like that was the opportunity for him to kind of slide in there um it still blows my mind that this man has romantically been linked to Whitney Houston like the greatest voice of our generation and it's like what the fuck like Whitney ma'am ma'am I have questions (laughs) uh this man has been romantically linked to little Kim like what the entire fuck like I don't understand I don't understand yeah and I mean, you know, he doesn't really sell a whole lot of singles. So out of all his singles, he had a, a platinum single with Sexy Can I with Young Berg, whoever yep. that is. And then another day. Like, you Paradise. know who Young Berg is? He uh he was like on Love and Hip Hop, later on Love and Hip Hop. He's rebranded himself. He's now a producer. Um, I forgot what his producer tag is, but uh, he's definitely problematic. Uh now the, the hit maker. The, hit maker, that's his that's his that's his tag because I remember thinking like mm, that's a bad name to pick for somebody that's yes. been willing to beat on women. Yeah. That's like that, that that's a that's a name that just did not age well for him. But um it's funny, another day in paradise did not even chart in the US or even on R and B charts, but it went gold and platinum in other countries. So it, it, it's, it's funny how that works. And what's, what's BEA? Let me see if they tell me. So in Belgium, the single is platinum. <laughs> so in Australia, it's gold. In Belgium, it's platinum. Uh, let's see. Uh, Germany, it's gold. And then what's this? Uh, International Federation of Phonographic Industry. Oh, uh, Switzerland. So at, I think that's actually pretty funny. I've never seen that before, where an album doesn't even chart in the U.S., but goes gold and platinum in other countries. And that's the song that he did with Brandy, Another Day in Paradise. I thought that was kind of funny. So, but. Well, thank you for bringing us the, the numbers on that, just to see how that, uh, that should have shaped up. It's still mind-blowing that Omarion lost, but whatever. Uh, does the show like gimmicks don't work not for the long term yeah. um now again like I said like I was kind of alluding to just a nice distraction um it was a nice distraction because Friday the other news that was trending was about Roe v. Wade being overturned mm. yeah yeah it, it was uh it was absolutely a brutal day, you know, because a lot, of, I mean, you figure the perfect, uh, the perfect storm, McConnell stealing Obama's Supreme Court picks, Ruth Bader Ginsburg refusing to retire and then dies, you know, you figure, you know, they let Obama. It's a have, of, yeah, it's like a, a, a lot of things. You certainly cannot. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Hillary not winning, and then Trump being able to put in judges. So it was, it was. But Hillary, of, yeah, Hillary not winning because because the Democrats picked a terrible candidate to go yeah. up against. 
You want, you, want, you want to hear something funny that one of my friends told me about yesterday? The reason why, like, Obama really had no desire to make Roe v. Wade law. The only reason why he took it up as a, as a challenge is because Hillary was soft on abortion, meaning that she didn't want to codify Roe v. Wade in the law, right? So that wasn't really her thing. So Obama was using that to hammer her on during the campaign. And that's why after he became president, he was just like, yeah, it's not really that important to me because it never was important to him. He just used it to get ahead of Hillary. You know, when, when, um, when Trump was on the campaign trail and he said that all Hillary had was the woman card, uh, he was right. You figure someone like Bernie Sanders had a clear vision. So his clear vision was, you know, uh, putting power back in the hands of the people, especially Medicare for all, which would help tens of millions of people in this country, right? He had a clear vision and a clear plan. Hillary and Biden did not have a clear plan. Only reason why Biden won is because he was up against Trump, who had already been a terrible president. But Hillary did, Hillary's campaign slogan was on with her. You know, she was any way the wind blows. And even she was even trying to copy Bernie toward the end to, to stay ahead of him. So you figure even if Hillary had become president, would we have better Supreme Court picks? Possibly. But would Roe v. Wade be overturned? Probably not. But would Roe v. Wade be codified into law? And the answer would have been no, because that's not what she wanted. And that's, the, and that's where we are now. These when they asked Trump, would he pick justices who would overturn Roe v. Wade, you know what his answer was? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because he relies on that evangelical vote and, and a lot of these evangelicals. And I'm not talking about your aunt who goes to church every Sunday. I'm talking about the hardcore fundamentalists who run these organizations, right? They, that's who they wanted. But there's a darker reason behind that, and I'll go over that in a moment, but um, you figure, I don't, Odie, I don't have to ask you how you feel about it, because I already know how you feel about it, how, how mm -hmm. a lot of people, how a lot of people feel about it, you know, and I, I joked with one of my friends the other day, and I, you know, I mean, yesterday, I mean, and I, I was telling her, if you have conservative people in your family, like, especially women, and they say dumb shit, like, well, I can't believe this happened, just don't even yell at them. It's not worth your time. Just get up and walk away. Like, don't even give them the time of day. Because you know, what's the old meme that that been coming out since 2016? I can't believe a leopard ate my face, says woman who voted for leopards eating faces party. Like, you knew this was going to happen. But this is only going to be the beginning. You want to know the number one search the day after, uh, actually, even the day of, Roe v. Wade. I'm going to give you a wild guess, right? Just open guess. What was the number one search on Google after they announced that Roe v. Wade was overturned? Where to get a manicure? Where is it still? Where can I? Where can I go gardening? Um, who can I? Who can I bring with me to get gardening? Um, I'm being I'm being a little facetious just because. Uh, mm -hmm. That like basically we have to talk in code now about this. Um, so you very well may have seen statuses from your girlfriends that say, if you need a good manicurist, I can refer one um, in my state where it's still legal to get manicures. 
And if you need somebody to ride along with you, then I can be that person. Um, I would imagine, but to answer your question, though, uh, I would imagine that it's probably what states is it still legal in? Uh, how much does it cost to live in North Carolina? Or how much does it cost to live in New York? Yeah, Actually, those are, act- those are actually really good guesses. But the number one search was, how do I move to Canada? Mm, yeah. Because in Canada, abortion is legal in all trimesters. Now, here's the thing. If you're in your third trimester, there is not a woman I know or could even imagine that would be like being eight months pregnant and be like, no, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. They're, prob- they're probably not going to do that. It would be in cases of if something were to happen to the baby. You know, sure. and, and then the mother's life was on the line. So this way, a doctor could perform what he needs to perform and then not have to worry about, you know, consequences from religious zealots, you know. But yeah, um, you figure these states, and let me pull this article up here. I think uh, Fortune Magazine had something on it. So a lot of these states have what they call um, trigger laws, which mean, oh, hold on one second. Bear with me a moment. I apologize. I don't know how long ago Blue sent this, but he said that he's up. I'll see if he wants to jump on with us real quick. Um, They had, some states had trigger laws, which means that as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, their laws go into effect. So now abortion Mm -hmm. is 100% banned in Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Oklahoma, and South Dakota. Now they said where um, abortion could be banned within days. So this article was written um, June 24th. So that was, uh, yeah, that was Friday. So it says where abortion could be banned within days, that'd be Mississippi, um, because it needs to be uh, certified by by the attorney general, North Dakota, Tennessee, and Utah. So you figure, oh, and then where there will likely be abortion bans later this year, and that'll be Idaho, Texas, Wyoming, Alabama, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Ohio, South Carolina, and West Virginia. And they said the likelihood of abortion access or restrictions is unclear. That's Kansas, Michigan, Montana, Nebraska, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Wisconsin, and where abortion will likely be protected New Hampshire and New Mexico. And these are the states where abortion will be protected by state law. So that's gonna be Alaska, which is surprising because it's a deep red state. Alaska, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts. You know what? Let's just say the rest of the states. <laughs> I'm not gonna read the ball. But, um, but the funny thing about North Carolina, right? Which is the state where, where Odie and I live, I'm going to read this little this little thing here. The state's Democratic governor, Roy Cooper, has vetoed several restrictive abortion laws and vowed in May he would continue to do so with any abortion uh, abortion ban bill. But Cooper is up for re-election in 2024, and Republicans control both chambers of the state legislature. Now, here's the good thing about what's going on so far, which is why 
we really have to come out strong and vote in our, um, our local elections here. Because if they had the votes to overturn his veto, they would have already done it. So now their thing is they need to try and get Roy Cooper out of there so they can ban abortion in North Carolina. So, and Roy Cooper won by a razor thin margin when he got in there in, uh, in 2020, you know? Mm. Uh, so it would, it would, it's going to be a tough race. I mean, he's got my vote, you know, I mean, put it like this. He hasn't done anything amazing, but that's because the sore losers in the Republican legislature pretty much, and I don't even know that they were allowed to do this. They immediately stripped him of a whole bunch of his powers. I didn't know you could do that as sore losers because their, uh, their candidate lost. And then, and then to make it funny, when Pat McCrory was in the, um, who, the former governor, when he ran the primary, he got washed. <laughs> I don't even think he got 10% of the vote. So, I mean, Pat McCrory with his anti-trans bills is one of the reasons why Marvel doesn't do movies in North Carolina anymore. That's why they moved to Georgia. So when you watch, if you watch everything over to the credits, you see that big Georgia symbol at the end, that's because of Pat McCrory, because they, they used to film stuff here. Like in Iron Man, uh, when Iron Man came out in 2008, it was filmed in, uh, in North Carolina. And they moved to Georgia because of all, mm -hmm. the anti, of all the anti-trans bills that were coming out. So you figure, now here's something else that I find to be interesting. Um, and I'm gonna try to read through these as quickly as I can. These are companies who came out immediately and said, that they will either cover some or all travel costs for abortions for people who work for them. So in other words, if they, on that list. It, oh, which one? Dicks, because I saw it on LinkedIn. So when I saw it in real time, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like $4,000 up to reimbursement. Um, and you get to bring a plus one. Oh, that's kind of awesome. So you figure, um, so, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, like, it's definitely, um, I won't go into details as to how I know, but um, it's definitely something you should bring somebody with you um, for support, if you yes. can, because those people out there, like, protesting and stuff, it's scary. It's scary. And you do have, like, a little sliver of doubt as far as, like, whether or not you should go through with it. And like, nope, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if I could see how somebody who might not be as strong-willed may doubt themselves and, and change their mind and then either, you know, say, I'm glad I didn't do it and change my mind, but it was still my decision, or I'm glad that I did because now my life is in a place that I would have preferred for it to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the, the problem that, I have with a lot of these pro-life jackasses is that, and when I say pro-life jackasses, like my dad is pro-life, but like I always mention, his beliefs don't leave his front door. So his whole thing is I'll handle stuff in my family my way and you handle stuff in your family your way, no judgments. You know what I mean? So he's not mm -hmm. going to worry about how you do in your household because that's your business as far as he's concerned. He says, I'll handle things in my household my way. You know, I, I have two sisters and a, and a niece who were teenage moms. And 
even though now I will say this about them. I know I'm, I'm spilling the tea here. There was never a doubt. There was never a moment where they said, I don't want to have this child. And then, you know, my parents and, you know, people in my family, were like, well, now you have to. It was an easy decision. They wanted, they wanted to keep their kids. So there was never a point where they were forced to have the kids. But, and if they wanted an abortion, I don't think they would have stopped them, but, but, they are, but they are against it. Like they do not mess around with abortion. That is out of the question for them, you know. But there are, uh, you mentioned dicks, okay? And I'm gonna try to read these as quickly as I can because there's a lot of them that just really popped up just now. Uh, mm-hmm. City, uh, Citibank, Yelp, Bumble, Levi Strauss, the, the jeans people, Lyft. I'm not surprised about Bumble. Bumble, yeah, expected to be on that list. And then I may, well, I may as well put Match.com out there as, as well because they they came out too. Uh, Zillow, Starbucks, Airbnb, uh, what's Amazon. Zillow, <laughs> yeah. No, do you say what's Zillow? Not that fuck Zillow. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't forget, bitch, you're driving the prices of houses up. But go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, oh, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's who Zillow is. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You're right. They can they can get fucked in the ass with no Vaseline. One of my coworkers telling me that her nephew's been trying to buy a house for over a year, and he gets outbid every time by over $100,000, which is, which, is, which is insane. Um. You got uh, Amazon, Airbnb, I think I mentioned that, PayPal, Disney, Bank of America, MasterCard, uh, Patagonia, I don't know what that is, uh, Tesla, Meta, Facebook, I, I refuse, I, I, I'm asked my bad, I refuse to call them Meta, you're Facebook, goddammit, Microsoft, uh, JP Morgan, Reddit, Netflix, and DoorDash, and that's just from yesterday that have come out and just said, we're gonna cover some or all of your travel costs for abortions. That also includes the w, uh, the NBA, and of course, well, I had to put them together, NBA slash WNBA, uh, National Women's Soccer League, and even the Department of Defense has come out and said that they will take care of the, the women in their, uh, in their care for, uh, for abortions. So- Wow. Mm-hmm. So the department, the department of Defense thing was kind of surprising. I and, know because bitch, I know that y'all y'all people probably be getting raped just like in the military. So <laughs> I don't I, I didn't mean to laugh at that, but that does kind of you know y'all like, doing that to cover your own asses. Yeah, that that is a horrible problem in the military. You know, with uh with women being uh sexually assaulted and raped. So um. Let's see here. And then you have all these world leaders who came out. Uh, I'm not going to read all their, in the interest of time, I'm not going to read it all, but Justin Trudeau, Emmanuel Macron, Boris Johnson, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, who was from, uh, from Scotland, uh, Antonio Orellana uh, from Chile, and then uh, Alexander de Croo, uh, who was the prime minister of Belgium all came out and made public statements. But the one that, that got me the most, when you think about it, is uh, uh, Nicola Sturgeon. So he said, um, one of the darkest days for women's rights in my lifetime. 
Obviously, the immediate consequences will be suffered by women in the US, but this will embolden anti-abortion and anti-women forces in other countries as well. So solidarity doesn't, solidarity doesn't feel enough right now, but it is necessary. Because the thing is, you know, I always talk about how good other countries have it when it comes to certain things, but there are still problems in other countries who have to deal with fascists. England has that problem. Germany has that problem. So just because, you know, Germany uh, doesn't like to have like uh, Nazi memorabilia, they don't have like statues of Hitler or let you fly swastikas, doesn't mean that they don't have Nazis in their country and don't have people who are trying to get into their government to turn to turn back the clock. So something like this will embolden people. If so, if the quote unquote greatest country in the world, I'm saying that with all the sarcasm possible, can pull off something like this, then they say, well, if they could do it in America, we could do it in our country too, if we work hard enough. So they, I don't think these religious zealots realize what they've started here for women. And I, I joke with it on the pre-show, I got in a lot of trouble on Facebook with some of my Facebook friends. One of them even called me an incel. And I was just like, okay, whatever. You need, maybe you need to look up that word. Because I suggested that women just stop having sex with men. And then that's it. That's the end of the problem. Because the root cause of pregnancy is sex with men. So don't do that. You don't have to worry about it. Because in some of these states, it's not even a matter of having an abortion that will get you put in prison. If you miscarry, they will put you in prison. If you miscarry. So it's absolutely ridiculous. But there is something that kind of came up, right? And I just found this out this morning. I, I, was, watching, uh, I was watching TikTok this morning. And uh, I think because of TikTok, I don't miss Twitter. So I don't interact on, on TikTok the way I can on Twitter, right? So mm-hmm. I, I leave a comment here and there. So it's not like before you can get, we can get the whole conversations with people. Somebody have a video and I'll make a comment. And some people might like it, but it's not like Twitter where I have the back and forth. Like my favorite thing is fighting with Kamala Harris supporters, the Kamala Bears and, and the Hillary Renfields. I love arguing with them, you know, because it always ends up in the same way. They always end up saying, you know what, fuck you. And that's how I know that I've won because it means that they couldn't uh, dispute me that Hillary Clinton is just a terrible, horrible politician because she lost to a orange goofball like Trump. But there was a book written in the late 80s and there was a woman, I've seen her, I don't remember her name, but I've seen her in a few videos before where she's calling out like racism and stuff like that. And I didn't get a chance, I could not find a copy of because uh, Amazon, I, I recently signed on to Amazon Unlimited for a month and, um, uh, well, Kindle Unlimited, I should say. And this book wasn't part of it, unfortunately. A, it was a book that came out in the late 80s. It was called The Birth Dearth, D-E-A-R-T-H, in case I, I said that weird. But it was basically about um, the shrinking number of white people in America and what they could do to stop it. So this woman was talking about uh, the racist reasons for all this Roe v. Wade stuff, right? And she said that now, now my numbers didn't support what she said, but I only got a chance to look on one website and 
she was talking about numbers from the 80s. So that's what, 40 years ago? But um, according to uh, KFF.org, who compiles like uh, medical information and stuff like that, right? They said these are now this, these are the reported legal abortions by race of women. And they also break it down by state, but I'm just doing it in total for the interest of time, right? So in the United States, as of 20, and these are 2019 numbers, 33% of all legal abortions were performed on white women. 38% of them were performed on black women. Uh, 21% were performed on Hispanic women and 7% were performed on people of other races, right? Now with the Hispanic thing, um, Hispanics have a very high birth rate, but unfortunately they also have a very high uh, infant mortality rate. I don't know if the two are, are connected somehow. But, you know, and I guess because a lot of them are, are Catholic, that in the Catholic religion, they just believe in, they don't believe in abortion and they just try mm -hmm. to have, as, they, just, they just try to have as many kids as they can. You know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm being glib about it. So if you're a Catholic and I know, please stop typing, you know, I'm just being a little bit glib here. But according to uh, the birth, or according to the book, they were saying that in the late 80s, 60% of all legal abortions were performed on white women in America. Now, like I said, I could not find numbers to support that. And just because it's in the book doesn't mean it's true, you know? But they were saying that between that and immigration, that, you know, in a few decades, this will no longer be a white nation, right? So, mm -hmm. They said, there are a few things that we could do to stop that. They said, number one, you could pay women to give birth like they do in Europe, right? Because you get a, you get a monthly stipend for having a kid. I didn't know this, but, uh, and I didn't have the exact number, so I'm just gonna give the general number, to raise a kid, one kid in its lifetime, well, not in its lifetime, up until they're 18, cost about uh, upwards of $200,000 to raise a kid, right? So you figure- But they wouldn't want to do that because then black women will qualify too. Yes, that is, that is exactly right. They said they didn't want to do that because you, then you'd have to pay all women and they didn't, uh, and especially women of color and they did not want to do that. The second one is they could just uh, have more legal immigration, but they don't want to do that for a similar reason. Yeah, because a lot of people who will come over would either be from Mexico or from Haiti or from Africa, and they don't want that. Uh, we don't get a lot of, of uh, immigration from European countries, especially Scandinavian countries, because why would they? Why would they want to come to? Why a, would they want to come in? Why would they want to come to this ridiculous, colorful, glitter-covered, overpriced shithole? when their country basically just pays them for the privilege of being alive. So you got, so you're gonna leave universal healthcare, monthly stipends for your kids, right? All your tax money actually, I, I found out something and, and I, I was trying to get a screenshot of it. I mean, I haven't figured out how to do screenshots on here yet <laughs> on, on Zoom, but in France, right? Your paycheck, 
they itemize every single thing that your taxes go to, every single thing. So, you know, if, you, if they say, well, we're going to take out of your check, this much is going to this program, this much is going to this program, this much goes to the military, so on and so forth, it is itemized on your paycheck, where every cent of your money goes. Outside of Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security, the U.S. does not do that. You know why? Because then you would find out that like for every dollar you spend in taxes, 75 cents of it is going to the military. And they don't want you to know that. So, but um, they said they don't want to do that because then it would support people of color. So the only real way that they could make sure that there are more white babies is to put a stop to uh, put a stop to abortions. Now, mm -hmm. now this would have two effects. Number one, it keeps a lot of people of color in poverty, because unfortunately, I'm not, that's a whole nother episode with the redlining and all that other stuff. That's a whole nother episode. We're not going to go with that now. But you figure. Um, uh, one of the main reasons why people have abortions is because they can't afford to have the kid. And we know this because we're in the midst of a formula shortage. But even if you do decide to, like, actually uh, breastfeed, I mean, where, with, with no maternity leave and you have to go back to work, where are you going to pump? Yeah, exactly. Like, who wants to bring all that shit? Shit is madness. Shit is madness. There was a, I'm trying to find, I think it was from one of the, one, uh, like a, a short on uh, John Oliver's show, but they did a, uh, they did a special on, uh, uh, hold on, check your text. I think Blue's, uh, uh, when you get a chance, check your, check your text. But um, it's, <sighs> I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like these people are so afraid of the others, you know? And why would you be? You're afraid of the others because you always treat the others like shit. And you're afraid yeah. that when they- When they actually become the majority. Yeah, that they're gonna get their revenge on you. Now, the only people who really think that are the people who treat other people like shit. So, you know, the average person I'll just go ahead and say the average white person doesn't really care about stuff like that. Because if you've been a good person all your life and you've already treated people, you know, fair and equitable, then, oh, so now all of a sudden your town is 51% black or 51% Hispanic. What the fuck do you care? Right? Because you don't really see the world that way. But if you've gone out of your way to treat people like shit and then now all of a sudden your town is 51% black. And here's the thing. You figure even after the Civil War, when everybody thought that, you know, mm -hmm. Blacks are going to start killing, they'd be like, no, they like, look, we just want to live in peace. Okay. We're not trying to get into it. Leave a us alone. Yeah. We just want to, we just want to work our farms, work our land and just live in peace. And they couldn't even let them do that. So now when your, uh, your demographic, and don't get me wrong, White people are still like 65% of the country. But I think I, we talked about this a few weeks back. According to the census, this is the first time 
that they've had a, a decrease in their, uh, their birth rate in many, many years. So you figure it's they had a decrease and then uh, people of other races uh, had, uh, had an increase. So for a lot of these racists, they are terrified of this. And the other thing that we need to worry about, of course, is um, uh, basically, yeah, I, I kind of lost. I kind of lost my train of thought there. I'm, I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. My one of my friends cracked on me for using that term. They were like, "One of the reasons why we know that you're long in the tooth is because you use the term long in the tooth." <laughs> yeah, the one's a little outdated, but I'll let you live. It's very outdated, but you know, and 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 the funny part is the only reason why I started using that term is because MF Doom used it in one of his songs, and I actually looked it up because I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> so my mom used to use that term. So I think, or my my grandpa used it. I know I've heard that term before. And then just real quick, you know, a little little levity here. The the term comes from uh, horse breeders because a horse's teeth grow throughout its life as opposed to human teeth. Oh, okay. I know it came from an animal. I don't know why. I, I just assumed, I thought like dinosaurs, like saber-toothed tigers or something. Uh-huh. I thought something like that ancient. I knew it had to do with an animal, but I couldn't remember which animal it was. So in my mind, it was like, yeah, oh, they, saber-toothed tigers, their teeth get longer as they get older. Yeah. And then it's... Because it's, why wouldn't a saber-toothed tiger yeah. teeth get oh, well, but And especially in the case of horses. So... A, a, a talented horse breeder can look at a horse's teeth and tell how old they are by how long their teeth are. So when they say you're getting long in a tooth, that just means that you're getting older, you know? So, but the other problem that we're going to have now is that Roe v. Wade is just the beginning. I joked to one of my friends and they didn't really find it all that funny, but I told them that by 2028, we're going to be picking cotton. I'm like, maybe, maybe if we're lucky, we'll be on the same plantation. <laughs> seems like, um, honestly, it seems like we need to, um, we need to go ahead and, and look at the handmaid's tale if you want to know our future. Basically. I mean, when George Orwell wrote the book, I think it was Orwell that wrote that, 1984. It was. Know, about the dystopian future. And people were like, well, that's a good story, but it'll never happen. Yeah, it's kind of happening. And now with Handmaid's Tale, it's definitely, definitely happening. You know, they had a they had a protest in Arizona. And here's the thing about the cops. They always lie. You know, I know I'm being a jackass about it, but no, it's it's true. Look what happened in, in Uvalde. How many different stories did they tell before the truth came out that the cops just stood around for an hour? letting this dude kill kids before they went after him. All these different stories that they had. Because the first thing the cops are going to do is they're always going to cover their asses. Always. So they had, a, they had a protest at the Capitol, right? At the state Capitol, that is, in, uh, in, in Arizona. And they, the cops ended up using tear gas on them. So they were in the windows of the Capitol and they just shot the tear gas canisters into the crowd to disperse the crowd. Supposedly... They said that uh, there were protesters who were, breaking the, who were breaking the glass doors, trying to get in and trying to breach. Now, here's the thing. 
if that happened, then I might understand why they did that. Now, you would figure the tear gas would be a, a, a last resort thing, but you know, at least give them a warning first if that was the case. But the problem is, is that the cops always lie. And there have been a lot of reported and, and verified cases where if there's violence that happens at a rally, it's usually the cops who infiltrate and cause that just so to give them an excuse to go in and use their riot gear and their tear gas and their fire hoses and all that other stuff. You know, that part has been documented. So it's, it would not, I would, it would not surprise me at all if, if a couple of days later, after people like the Daily Beast and the Guardian and people like that get involved, where we find out that if that was true and someone tried to break in, that the instigator was a cop merging into the crowd. Would not surprise me about that. Because the cops, they seem to find their courage when they want it. School shooter murdering kids, oh God, we gotta, we gotta wait for backup. But unarmed protesters, yeah, they're on it. You're going to get your head cracked open. But the problem is, it's not going to end with Roe v. Wade. Because they're already talking about uh, doing away with uh, gay marriage, doing away with sodomy laws, doing away with, um, well, protections from, because uh, they used to have sodomy laws. Like you couldn't have anal sex, because that's usually the main way that gay people have sex, well, gay men, I should say, have sex. And that just means that if you have a wife- That's the wild part for me. I know that that ain't true. Yeah, exactly. You know- I'm not speaking for myself, but I'm just saying like, right. I've heard things. But, but, but then again, <laughs> that's basically just the way that people, either they, I'll, I'll, I can't even describe it. Like they, they just watch too many movies. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of movies and I'm pretty sure like I've seen- uh, quote unquote, allegedly straight white men who love getting things put in their bones. So yeah. it's absolutely, sexuality is not one of those things where like, if you're gay, you absolutely like this or enjoy this. They, they call it a thing. not how that works at all. And um, if you watched uh, the, uh, Deadpool, they had, they had a, a segment where, um, you know, uh, Wade, you know, that's his real name in, in the in the show. Well, you know, it's his character's real name. Ryan, Ryan and, girlfriend, and they were just doing that, you know, this, this sexual thing for every holiday. And then for uh for Women's Day, he was gonna let his uh his girlfriend uh poke him in the butt with dildo. And then they were like, Well, happy women's day. <laughs> so yeah, it's not just regulating the gay men, you know. So, but that's how they think because their thinking is just so narrow-minded that they actually- I do remember that. I do remember that, yeah. <clears throat> so it's, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. There was even one guy who made a tweet who was saying uh, we should be, wait, wait, uh, what was it, Lovings versus Virginia? I think I have that wrong, but that was the one that uh, allowed people to uh, interracially marry. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, and uh, who was it? Samuel O. Jackson had a tweet and, and he, uh, with Clarence Thomas, he called him Uncle Clarence. He was like, someone asked Uncle Clarence how they would feel about repealing Lovings versus Virginia. Because of course, you know. Yes, because his wife is white. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 
this whole notion of, oh, well, it's just going to be them. And there are people who are like, well, this is not my fight. It's going to become your fight soon enough because they're not going to stop because this was a huge victory for them. And then they got the momentum. And if they take over the House and the Senate in November, it's pretty much a done deal. So I need to get myself a, a strong pair of gloves, something so that the cotton thorns don't get into my palms because I'm probably gonna need it in a few years. Maybe because I'm older, maybe they won't put me in the field. Maybe, they'll, maybe I'll, 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 be a, I'll be a house slave and just serve lemonade, you know? And then say stuff like, oh, wh what's the matter boss? We sick? Like, no, we're not sick, dumbass. I'm sick. Stop doing that. Like, I Somebody just... who recently enjoyed uh, watching Django, um, <laughs> I really do appreciate uh, Samuel L. Jackson being the one to tweet that to Clarence Thomas. Uh, I, I, I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and my favorite part is when Stephen first meets Django. And he was like, who's this nigga up on that nag? You going to let him sleep in the big house? <laughs> oh, man. But I know I'm laughing about it, but I'm, at, at this point, everything is possible. Anything is possible at all. Because here's the thing. Everybody just thought that there would be no way that they could repeal Roe v. Wade, even though they've been trying to do it, talk about the Republicans have been trying to do it for 50 years ever since it got, it came into, uh, into law and they were saying it's wrong. So they said the state should decide, right? We talked about this on the, um, on the show a few weeks back. There was an author, I didn't, I'm not gonna bother trying to look it up, but he wrote a book back in the 1830s or 1840s or something like that. And he was saying that the South should get away from slavery. Right. Not because he was some, uh, you know, some liberal. Matter of fact, he thought that black people were inferior to white people. But he was saying that they should get away from slavery because the North was developing at such a fast rate because they were into industrialization and they didn't do slavery. Right. And the South, even though they're making all that money, they're not developing. So you, so you notice on the list, right, that I read of all the states who were going to uh, ban abortion or have already banned abortion, almost all of them were red states and almost all of them were from the South. Every time, like the South, they are welfare states because they take in more tax dollars than they give out. So they talk about, oh, well, you know what? fuck all you blue states. Hey, without, without us blue states, you'd be broke because you don't really produce shit. You don't really do much. Oh, I'm sorry. Kentucky has whiskey. That's great. You know, Mississippi. Yeah. And the Kentucky Derby. Mississippi has sadness and depression. That's great. You know, when you think of other places like Detroit, you think of car manufacturing. When you think of California, you think of Silicon Valley. When you think of New York, you think of the financial district, Wall Street. What do you think of when you think of Alabama? What, what comes to mind with Alabama? Not much. Incest. <laughs> Basically, what do you think of? What do you think of? Even, even something that's not in the South. What do you think when you think of Montana? Like Montana is just a state where we test our missiles. 
mountain. Yeah, that's it. So they missed out on a chance to develop. And now with their birth rates going down, now they feel like they need to control everything. And it might, and it might just work because the Democrats are fucking pathetic. Let me put it to you like this. This morning I read that Joe Biden, uh, they asked Joe Biden about uh, the Roe v. Wade thing. His whole thing was, you need to vote harder. When he said that, that pissed me off so much. I almost, I almost, I almost choked on my breakfast when I, was, when I was reading that. Here's the thing. It's basically like if you were, let's say I was in the wheelchair, right? And Joe Biden came up and said, he's a faith healer. If you give me $1,000, I, I will I will heal you through the grace of God. And let's say, let's just say I was a moron and I gave him a thousand dollars. So he he holds my hand, he puts his hand on my head, you know, lays hands upon me and says his prayers, and nothing happens. Right? And you know, you know, he you know he would tell me, you just didn't believe hard enough. Like I did my part. I'm a conduit to God. I did my part, but you didn't believe hard enough, and that's why you're still in the wheelchair. He's like, but if you give me another thousand dollars, I'll try again. That's basically Joe Biden right now. So Joe Biden is telling people that they need to vote harder. Hey, Joe, let me ask you a question. What the fuck does that mean? You have the House, you have the Senate, you have the presidency. I'm sorry, can we can we vote you into the Supreme Court too? You fucking jackass. We gave you everything you need to get this done. The filibuster just needs a simple majority. So if you don't have a simple majority, that means there are Democrats who don't want to do it. So will more Democrats solve the problem? And when we try to put Democrats in there who say that they will get rid of the filibuster and they will vote for uh, women's right to choose, they crushed them. They crushed Nina Turner. They crushed Jessica Cisneros. She only lost by 300 votes. Otherwise, if Nancy Pelosi and that fucking scraggly coon, uh, Jim Clyburn, didn't get involved, she probably would have won. And they would have had somebody who would have voted for women's rights when it came down to it. That's not what the leadership wants. All leadership wants is the status quo. Nancy Pelosi just wants to keep stuffing her fucking ice cream freezer full of money. And that's it. I never understood people like Pelosi. She's 80 fucking five years old. Why are you still out there chasing paper? There has to be a point where you would be like, well, you know what? I'm worth $160 million, which she is. Maybe I should just enjoy my money. Nope. Nope. Just got to keep making more money. Just keep making money until you die. And then when you die, they line your coffin with all your money like that az cover from do or die and then that's it you just die with your money you take it all with you you fucking cunt i can't stand nancy pelosi you know what she did when they announced that roe v wade was overturned she read a poem not making that look it up not making that up she read a poem let me ask you did she read the poem about when it's not your problem <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what, like, the name of the poem, but it's like basically it's saying like at first it was the Nazis, but or like at first the Nazis came for the Jews, but I didn't say shit because I wasn't a Jew. 
Was it no, that one? No, that well, <laughs> she may she may as well that would have been better than what she read. It was from some Israeli person whose wife that Nancy Pelosi knew, and then she read a poem about no. And then she was just like, well, I, I hope the Supreme Court will open their eyes. Oh, you oh, you hope, Nancy. You hope. No one's seen Chuck Schumer. No one's seen. Uh, now, I, I rag. I take every opportunity I can to rag on Kamala Harris. What's she going to do? She's worthless. Chuck Schumer's worthless. You know, I'm pretty sure if FDR was in the situation, he'd have had that shit solved by now. If, I'm pretty sure if, if Linda B. Johnson was president, he'd have this shit solved by now. Linda B. Johnson convinced the Democrats in the South to vote for the Civil Rights Act, even though he knew that they'd be decimated in future elections. And he got them to do it. You know why? Because he was ruthless. So Joe Biden is just a porridge-eating, sad sack of shit. Every time I see Joe Biden speak, I just want to start putting my affairs in order. So he came out this morning and he said that he is against removing the filibuster and he is against packing the courts. If that's the case, why are we fucking voting? Why are we marching? Why do anything if you're not going to do your fucking job when FDR had the, the, the New Deal and the Supreme Court was knocking down his stuff left and right? You know what he did? He packed the courts. He added more Supreme Court justices, and that was the end of that problem. Now, granted, right, I have to look up the method because I don't know if, uh, if they just need a simple majority or because the president can't just pack the courts on his own. That's not a thing, right? But if the Senate, if all, if all they need is, is a simple majority, right? But then again, we have too many corporate Democrats, they'd never do it. So all one of, some of my friends already told me yesterday that they got fundraising emails from Nancy Pelosi. I blocked Nancy Pelosi fundraising emails, like all like yeah, the, you know, like, well. all that DNC DCCC bullshit. I'm like, I, it's already been blocked. I, I I blocked it all. Like don't don't send me shit. And someone had thrown something to me real quick, uh, and I think we mentioned this before uh, when they first made the announcement. If you have uh, apps on your phone that track your period, uninstall them immediately and make sure that they're not on your phone because they're saying that there is no, especially if you live in a state where abortion is, is illegal, because there is no guarantee that the tech companies uh, won't cooperate with the state government and turn that information over to them. So if you have that, if you have those apps on your phone, uh, take them off immediately. It's, it's absolutely insane. But the thing is, like, the Democrats have already given up and they're like, well, you just need to vote harder. We already voted harder two years ago. So now it's your turn to work harder. So even from people who, who, who I like, like Jamal Bowman, AOC, uh, you know, uh, Katie Porter, I don't, I don't even bother reading what they say. Because so long as Democratic leadership is in place, there's nothing they can do. And I know I'm not saying give up. I'm just saying we need to, like, if the DNC sends you an email, don't give them money. 
Don't give Pelosi mm-hmm. money. Don't give any corporate Democrats money. If you want to give money, give money to any legitimate, I mean, look them up on Better Business. Don't just give money to everybody who sends you an email. But any legitimate business that is helping women keep their bodily autonomy, that's who you donate your money to. I mean, if, if the Democrats need money, let Nancy Pelosi fucking give it to them. She's rich enough. So do not give your money to the Democrats. Give it to organizations that are going to, uh, that are going to help. But don't give it to Democrats because they're not going to help. Joe Biden, already, he's already waving the white flag on it. Because they have the power to do this now and they just won't do it and they won't even attempt it. Um, Blue, do you watch boxing at all? Not since like the Tyson era. So was that good? Twenty years, maybe, maybe thirty. Yeah, same here. I, and and uh, Odie, does does Ron watch boxing? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I I don't think no. But he's not into that. But he, I think the last time he. Well, we watched anything. It was that Logan Paul fight. We did pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> we did pay for that. But yeah, if you, if, yeah, but I wouldn't classify that as boxing. Yeah. So there was a boxer named Deontay Wilder, and uh, he has been in this. Uh, this it's not a feud. It's just you know that he's box. I'm trying to remember his real name, but they call him the the Gypsy King, right? He beat the Gypsy King in his first match. But then he lost the next two. So one, I think he lost by decision. The second one, uh, the Gypsy King knocked him out, right? All my friends who are, because I didn't watch the match, all my friends who are Deontay Wilder fans, right? When he lost the second time, right? And he, he, and he went down, he went down hard, right? Did my friends just be like, oh man, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm not, I'm not gonna fuck with this guy no more. No, they adored him right and they said you know what take some time off you know retrain get back in the ring you want to know why because when Deontay Wilder went down he never gave up he went down swinging literally went down swinging even though he lost he fought every inch of the way and that's why the Democrats are going to lose in November I've been saying the Democrats were going to lose in November for the last hour though since Joe Biden got elected but this is why because they won't fight all nancy pelosi cares about is fundraising when they asked nancy pelosi what her greatest accomplishment was in congress she said fundraising that she raised a lot of money for the for the dnc and the dccc that's her that's her great accomplishment don't take my word for it look it up but it's absolutely ridiculous that now they took everything and they put it on the voters they're like well if you want your rights back you have to vote for us why would i fucking do that when you have the power to do it now and you're not going to do it so what if we what if we put in what if you keep the house and the senate joe biden's already not going to do it so why so why are we even bothering my advice to you uh Keep it on the local level. I mean, if you vote for president or not, I don't give a fuck. You do what you want. You're, 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 you're adults. But my suggestion would be to uh, study your local candidates, right? Because right now, they kicked it back to the states. So now, 
you either need to keep people in office who are going to protect your rights, or you need to vote people out who are not going to protect your rights. League of Women Voters is, a, is an excellent resource. They're a nonpartisan resource to look up candidates. Ballotpedia, you can find out how these people have voted in the past. So look them up and then uh, get this taken care of. But if you're waiting for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden to save you, guess what? You're already dead. They're not going to save us, so we got to save ourselves. But it's not going to happen at the federal level because they've, al they've already packed it in. They've already given up. It's going to happen at the state level because now that's where it is now, thanks to the Supreme Court, is back to the states. So research your local candidates because, you know, there's, we have the election coming up in November. Research your local candidates, your governors, even your mayors. Find out who's going who's to support your rights and support them. Phone bank for them if you got the time. Text bank for them, which is easier. Do what you gotta do to get them in power because the federals, the, the feds, they're, they're worthless. They're never gonna help us. And the ones that want to are handcuffed by leadership. So I do wanna do one fun thing before we wrap up. At least I think it's fun. Okay. And, and, and it's basically, now I know Blue, I know you watch The Boys, right? And Odie, you said you don't really watch The Boys. And I know I just sent you those clips like, like 10 minutes before the show. I did. I but, watched, I watched those. Yeah. There was an article in Uproxx, right? It was in a few places, but I, one I saw was in Uproxx. It says, far right fans of The Boys are apparently having a raging meltdown after finally realizing that Homelander is a villain. This is the third season of the show. Um, so also to add uh, just a little context here, uh, some, a lot of stuff has ended recently. So like we're struggling to, oh, and also too, like I have, like I was definitely late to the party, but I decided I was convinced to watch The Wire. Mm. So I, I just finished binge watching The Wire. Um, I took like my time with it granted like i didn't watch it in like two days or anything but uh watched all the seasons of the wire so like i've been kind of struggling like dang i don't have anything to like watch um i think this will be the next binge watch um yeah neither one of us has seen it uh they were talking about it in the nail shop yesterday um and the description was very interesting i heard about the penis episode uh yeah, it was, yeah. It was interesting yeah so uh -huh. i'm I'm sold. Uh, you really don't have to sell me, but I understand for the purposes of the show, feel free to describe what's going on. I, I see the character Homelander. He automatically seemed like an asshole, but, yeah. and that was just in the clips that you said. And that, that was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't need these clips to know that he's an asshole. He had the American flag on the blonde hair. I knew what time it was. <laughs> if you could believe it so far, he's even worse in the comics. I started reading the comics recently. I, I got a, a, a subscription to a Kindle Unlimited, and they have the uh, the boys, the uh, the comics, the in, in like in some graphic novels. And he's even worse than the comics. They have him toned down for the TV show, as horrible as he is in the TV show. Like he literally shot a plane out of the sky in order to help get a, a military contract. Kids on board and everything. He didn't give a shit. 
And these people are just finding out now that he's evil. And it's not the fact that they're like, oh, I didn't know that. They're angry about it. The funny thing with fascists and then right-wingers is that they think they're the heroes of their story. I guess everybody feels like they're the hero of their own story. And then when you get that mirror held up to you and like, no, 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 you're not a hero. You are a drooling, knuckle-dragging monster. Some people can't handle it. So some people were like rage quitting uh, uh, Reddit. You know, they were like uh, shutting off threads. They would, because they people people were like, how could you be such a fucking moron? How do you not know that the guy who was shooting planes out of the sky because he didn't get his way was evil? How do you know? How do you know a guy who raped a woman, got her pregnant, and then literally kidnapped her so she could have his kid is not evil? How could you watch two seasons of that show and just not know what this guy is all about? How dumb are you? And, and, and I'm being horrible because these are the people who believe things that make them do horrible stuff. These are people who become supermarket shooters because they believe the dumbest things and then they just go out and just act on it with no impulse. It's like there was a politician- or, or storm the Capitol based on a lie that has no proof. Rudy Giuliani is practically being disbarred because he filed 60 lawsuits, went to court, and then the judge was just like, well, all right, well, you got your day in court, Rudy, where's your evidence? Well, I don't have evidence, but I have a hunch. Get the fuck out of my courtroom, Rudy, you fucking drunk. Like, that's basically how it's been to the point where they're like, you know what? You don't need a law license no more. You're done. Get the fuck out of here, Rummy. Like, you figure uh, Rage Against the Machine, right? There was a politician who actually made a tweet, and the tweet said, I used to love Rage Against the Machine, but I don't anymore because now they're so woke and so political. And I'm just like, what Rage Against the Machine? It's right there in the name. Yeah, what songs were you listening to? All their songs are political. They don't, it's not like some rappers who have like, they have some conscious songs and they, they, then they have songs about, you know, uh, how many women they get with and ones where, where they're just kicking lyrics. No, every last Rage Against the Machine song is political. Tom Morello from the band was like, oh, let us know which song that we have that's not political so we could remove it from our library. So basically, they're just listening to the beats, they're listening to the music, but not listening to the words. And the one time they listened to the words, they were just like, oh my God, this is so political. Yeah, that's their whole entire thing. There was a, a, a group called Lamb of God. Their original name was Burn the Priest. And of course, that got a lot of flack. But there are some people who just have names because it just sounds cool or sounds edgy. Like there's a band, I mean, I don't like them, but there's a band called Cage the Elephant. You know, it sounds edgy, you know? Rage Against the Machine, there's a reason why they call themselves that. Because they're raging against the machine, the machine being the system. Like, you people are absolute fucking morons. But unfortunately, you're dangerous morons because you're the ones who go out and just start shooting up synagogues and shooting up churches and just shooting up supermarkets because you will believe anything with no research, it gets your blood going, and then you just run out and just start doing dumb shit. 
But I mean, he is the most outwardly, talk about Homelander, the most outwardly evil character in any show, maybe next to um, Omni-Man from Invincible. You know, it's just like you guys are absolute drooling morons. So. <sighs> Blue, did you have anything to add before we get ready to wrap up? Nah, man, just sitting in the breeze. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, that robust wave thing. I was talking to my clients about that yesterday. Well, not my clients, my aunt my clinical staff about that yesterday and just like, you know, we, we have some LGBTQ um, clinicians and I was just like, you already know what's next. And they say, what, what do you think is next? I was like, if they're gonna attack women's rights, well, then they're gonna also gonna attack any rights that, you know what I'm saying, circumvent what they consider um, sanctified Christian unions, which is man and woman, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, you figure, I, I have a, a couple of friends Christian Walker, they're coming for you next. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I almost forgot about him. Just real quick, there was an article from, um, what was it? I think I have it saved someplace. But they were saying, haven't really heard much from Christian Walker ever since the Herschel Walker thing came out. And, uh, I got to say, uh, I, I will agree. He probably should have just deactivated his account for a while. So right now he hasn't really posted any more videos, at least as of yesterday. But it uh, looks like the last video he posted on TikTok was June 13th. So that was Monday. Yeah, oh yeah, that was and that was oh yeah, that's right. That was right before Father's Day. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I I am not one to no matter how much I don't like you, most people who I don't like is professional. Like we talked about Justin Bieber and his, uh, you know, in, in his condition that he has now, you know? And I thought, I mean, I've always hated Justin Bieber as an artist, but, and, you know, and I know he could be a douchebag sometimes, but I was just like, wow, you know, I, I hope he, I mean, I know from what he has, there's no real cure. He, has, he doesn't have cancer or anything like that. What was it, Odie, about- um, I forgot, it was like a, it was like a, Form, it was some type of it was like a form of palsy not bell palsy but something in that vein yeah and and it'll actually now for somebody like uh is it conway the machine does he have that whole palsy where like half his face is kind of uh, yeah i think he had bell palsy mm -hmm. That's yeah, definitely conway the machine. and i think that was after he got shot like it it, it, it he, he suffered nerve damage and his face was kind of, you know, like half his face is kind of drooping because of it, you know? So I think it's something similar. So if you're a rapper, that's one thing, but if you're a singer, that might be something else. And especially when you rely on your looks to sell records, you know, if you have half your face, you know, not able to move, that's gonna be rough. But for someone like Christian Walker, like his pain is, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and like, oh, he's crying tears. Let me let me get a glass and catch your tears and drink him. I don't really give a shit about him like that. But people like him who come out and and judge others. Now, granted, he's going after he was going after Nick Cannon. But I mean, he I know he was talking about people in 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 general. And then he had another. You no, know, he's talking about Nick Cannon. Well, well, he, he he hashtag he hashtag and tagged Nick Cannon and mentioned him by name. Yeah. So he was absolutely talking about. Yeah. Now, now, 
Did he have more than one video or was it just a Nick Cannon video? I only saw that one. Um, he very well may have been yeah. targeting other people, but that's the only one I saw. Yeah, because I, I could be wrong because I can't really be on his TikTok for more than like 12 seconds before I start to shit myself. That's how horrible he is. But I mean, he's basically just, I thought there was one where he was just talking about it in general and then the other one where he was targeting uh, Nick Cannon because they found out he's having uh, more kids. But I mean, for people like that, I enjoy watching them eat crow. What is the, what is the, I mean, I'm not a biblical person, but what do they, what do they say? Judge not lest ye be judged yourself. Yeah. And that, and, 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 and yes, I had to get on TikTok and mess with Christian Walker. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to follow him. Um, uh, I don't want his videos in my fucking box. But I had to, I, I had to throw a little thing in there, and it wasn't like, ah, oh, how you suck. It was more like, hey, how was your, how, how was your Father's Day? Was it interesting? Did, did you, did you talk with your dad? Did you get to meet your new brothers and sisters? You know, just, just throw in the, 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 the side shade. <laughs> there were like 50, 60 people who were saying, well, they were like, you know, they, they were like, well, this didn't age well. I'm like, couldn't you read the other? things and see that he said that that someone else said that 12 times already but no it's good when people like that get taken down a peg or two because then maybe they'll think before they speak and speak on things that are purposely being hurtful you know they say you shouldn't punch down but then again you also shouldn't kick people when they're down so i'm not like aha you know i'm, I'm glad that your dad's and well i'm not gonna call him an adulterer because as far as i know he hadn't committed any adultery. These were just, you know, women who he had kids with who he just didn't support, you know? But maybe, maybe, I'm pretty sure it won't happen. Maybe he'll think before he speaks next time. Maybe. And actually, I had one last quick thing here. They signed new gun laws into effect. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that for one reason. The new gun laws that they signed to effect are shit. It's basically just a placebo because it doesn't address the main two problems with the gun violence. Number one, you could still buy a gun if you're 18. They just, they just expanded background checks to cover 18-year-olds. And then number two, there's still no uh, assault weapons ban. So basically, it's just, you know, it's nothing, really. You know, some extra background checks, and that's really kind of about it. Hold on, what did Axios say about this? Uh, now, there are a couple of good things here, like it funds crisis intervention, including red flag laws. Uh, and then they're going to give money to schools to help them fortify, which I'm which I'm a thousand percent against because your school shouldn't look like a prison. I remember back in the 90s, if you're if you had a school that had a metal detector, it was just like, oh, you, you ghetto as hell. And now there's going to be schools in the suburbs with metal detectors. Hmm. And, and, and shutters. It is ghetto here. Yeah, so on planet Earth. Yeah, you know what? But before before we, before I get your final thoughts, when I talk about metal detectors, there was an old joke I saw on Def Comedy. I actually saw this live on Def Comedy Jam. I'm not going to tell that story again. But every time I tell that joke, nobody gets it. I thought it was funny when he said it, but but he uh, this guy said he went to uh, to church with his friend, and his friend, you know, they have like this uh, this mega church, right? And he'd never been to one before. So he goes into the mega church and 
he sees that there's a metal detector, right? And he turns to his friend and he was just like, wait, pastor has a, a, a weapons problem in church? And the dude was like, no, pastor just don't want, no, want nobody bringing change into the church. <laughs> and the only reason why people don't get that now is because um, back in the days, they have the, the, the collection plate. And they had like the, yeah. on the long poles and then they, they slide the poles down and people put money in and it's always filled with change. So you could see the guys like at the end, they're like, they're struggling to pull it back because it's like full of quarters. You <laughs> <laughs> like, only dollar bills in this collection plate. No change. Blue, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts would be you see what they did. You see how they packed the courts. You know what I'm saying? I would say, holler at these folks, man. Holler at the Senate. Holler at the, the representatives. Write them letters. Email them shit. Go on Twitter and tag the fuck out these hoes. You know what I'm saying? But do it respectfully. You know what I mean? Exactly. Odie, what are your final thoughts? Isaiah, thanks. Be quiet. Um, let us just enjoy whatever Beyonce is giving us right now. Um, you can do all that talking and say that she's copying you all you want to, but that's not going to make me listen to your music or anyone else. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought about you yesterday because when I, I get like Axios uh, articles and one of them was about the airlines because I was going to ask when's o, when uh, O's Odyssey going to come back? You know, especially with the summertime coming up, people do a lot of traveling, but the airlines right now it's are mess struggling. Right now. Yeah, it's they're, a mess. They're, yeah, they're, they're struggling. Like people don't want to work and they don't want to work because working for the airlines is shitty and people are outrageous. You know, I don't know how the pay is, you know, but I mean, there were so many cases during- Well, COVID I mean, it's got to be low because I've seen them, they were offering like 20 bucks not even excuse me I'm, I'm definitely over it uh i was because i was looking for possibly a part-time you know little job and having the perks and stuff they were paying like between 12 and 14 dollars an hour oh to be a customer service rep on, on the phone jesus christ no. and you have to go in person so it wasn't like you could even work remote and save on gas <laughs> okay and, and 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 that's why they're so i can only imagine what they're paying other people yeah, they're, they're out of their minds if they think people are going to, you know, work such a, a, a rough job for that amount of money. Because, I mean, working in the airline industry is not easy because you're dealing with people in high stress situations like traveling. And then you got people who are snapping like rubber bands, you know, people like punching stewardesses. It's it's out of control. And then only get paid like $14 an hour for it. Yeah, okay. That may work in other, well, I'm, I won't even say that because in other countries, they get paid more. <laughs> We're the only ones with the $7.25 federal minimum wage. So, yeah. But I mean, it, it's going it, to, it's going to, this year is just going to, you know, this year was flying on by. I'm like, you know, like I'm already like uh, end of next week, I'm going to be off of 4th of July. I imagine you get the Friday off and then we get the Monday off. And I'm like, it's already 4th of July. And now all of a sudden, after this Roe v. Wade thing, the week is just dragging now. I mean, the year is just dragging now. I'm like, this is going to be a, a long second half of this year. I can just feel it. 
you know, I hate to be doom and gloom at the end, but this is, there was a song called uh, One Day Closer to the End of the World. And I'm just like, yeah, I know how those guys felt when they wrote that song. <laughs> Mr. Blue, play us off, sir. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown podcast featuring hit shows such as Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of crazy cronies and 360 Degrees. You can listen to it wherever you push play on your favorite podcast. That's the Urban Breakdown podcast. Be well and be great.